we're all protecting you. We have we all have protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I was I so mad. Don't ever breathe. Don't breathe. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host and roommate, Kelsey. Kelsey, how you doing? I'm great. I'm very excited to talk about this episode of OC with um, the beautiful fashion show um, <laughs> on the, the three-tiered boat run by the craziest woman in Orange County, yes. Kathy. I mean, I was shocked that there was no Rihanna, no Miss Wintour in the front row of this fashion show because clearly it was of the highest here. I mean, Dr. Deb was wearing couture. Couture, I'm, very I'm expensive couture. Um, Betsy Johnson's leftovers <laughs> is what she was, you know, wearing. Um, Bronwyn was actually called herself a uh, what was it, Big Bird? High fashion Big Bird, High and it was that was such an atrocious outfit. The, oh my god! The, I needed to ask you about it. Okay, the being able to see this the shoulder pads through the top was by far the most offensive, but beyond that, it was ill fitting and it looked cheap. So Bronwyn. That one, you got to chalk it up to a loss. I always have to defer to Kelsey for the fashion because I'm like, oh, it looked so good. Like, they looked so amazing. And I was thinking Robin actually looked really good and cute in that outfit. But I guess (laughs) it was not fashion, which is why I'm not Kathy running the fashion show in OC because clearly my taste is... uh, not there. Uh, so let's start with the bad first, and that's Ryan and Tamara. So I just need to get this out of the way. We need to talk about this because clearly we're going to see more of the story. This is Tamara's storyline, which is Ryan, who's part of this, as she puts it, Trump cult. So he is an all-American flag, and she's like, you've never been this patriotic before. Like, what's your issue? Like, what's going on? He's like, it's never it's never out of style to wear, you know, America and sports America. And I'm it's like, getting hot in here. I got a hater on my tail. That's the other thing he said. That was worse to me. Weird. That was like, okay, what have you been stealing jokes from Kelly Dodd? Yeah, and not even good jokes from yeah. Kelly Dodd. Like, it's like, like donger. It's <laughs> donger. It's like the, the worst of the yeah. worst. Um, but he's very depressed and you can just tell something's off with him. Tamara also talks about it. He talks about how he, um, feels like he hasn't had the same opportunities as other people. And I was a little nervous to see where this conversation was going to go because Ryan has Tamara as his mother lived in OC in a private, you know, community is white man. And he's had pretty much. A well, I mean, he in front of him. he but was he raised as, as a single like he wasn't raised like that his whole life. When we first saw him on the OC, he was in his late teens. Exactly. So, and I think what he was really talking about is specifically regarding his younger siblings that they did get the benefit of that their whole and life. That's what I was gonna say. Is he kind of brings up what is the reason, and it's you know. Tamara wasn't the best mother and Simon wasn't the best father for him. They didn't really know what they were doing. It seems like, and especially well, I think a cigarette mother, he felt like a Guinea pig. Like they kind yeah. of, they kind of tried. The well, I don't think, I don't think he work. was a Guinea pig for Simon. I think Simon knew what to do, but at that point he'd already been too fucked up by Tamara. So it was like it. too late. You can't give a kid structure all of a sudden at 17. They're going to rebel like that. Yeah. yeah. And we saw that with the tattoos, which he's getting removed now, which Finally. looks so painful. And by the way, did you know, did you, you probably don't know, but the, the plastic surgeon is I Will did. I, I actually did know. I did see that. Oh my yeah. God. Did you know he also, um, he also won an episode of The Price is Right? 
Oh, yeah. He's like he's like reality star, like old school reality star royalty. Like Will Kirby is Big Brother, like back when Big Brother was season Big two Brother. winner. I looked yeah. it up because people were like, Oh my god, Dr. Kirby, you know, like who is that? And season two was like when Brother Big Brother is like the format it is now where it's more of like a social fun game as opposed to like the original season of Big Brother in the US, which was very close to the UK version, which was like farm and gross and weird. It's like completely different. So he's like the original real winner of Big Brother that everyone remembers. Um but I, I mean, Tamara also gets him a life coach. Well, she's trying to get him to see what she's calling a life coach, but is clearly a therapist. But she can't say that because he's against therapy. I thought it was really telling how he said, stop getting feelings with me. You're making me uncomfortable. Neither of us do feelings. That's very weird. I, that's such a weird conversation to have with your mother. And that says a lot about Tamara. And she talked about, on the after show, she talked about growing up not talking about her feelings and her family. Like, her mother, her father left her mother for her mother's best friend. Oh, really? So, during her childhood, she was dealing with that. Like, her mom was dealing with that grief and, like, the resentment. So, I think... I think that also probably contributed to why Tamara shuts down her feelings too. And then why she passed that on to her son. And, and now then, Ryan's having this same yeah. issues that she has. And then I think by the time she was older, she'd finally figured it out. But I don't know how you reshape a child's developmental years. There's no way to, you can't take that back. Like it's going to just take him therapy and Send processing. Him to the life and, coach. and he needs therapy. Like we've seen the messages he sent to his ex-wife. So oh, he's like, we know he needs therapy. Speaking of, um, it, Speaking of exes, we just want to touch on a quick thing that happened literally right before we started recording today, and that is that uh, Jim Edmonds has filed for divorce from Megan after five years of marriage. Um, this was reported by Us Weekly. It's kind of big news. I'm a little bit shocked. This wasn't an episode, but it's OC News, so I thought we would have to at least drop it here and let yeah. people know. I, I think this really opens the door for Megan to come back also. Oh, I would love Megan to come back. She was perfect with the ladies this season, running into the bathroom at the first sign of any drama between Gina and Emily. Yes, she knew where she had to be. Run to the stall. Um, but I am interested to see how this, this goes with the story with Ryan goes, because I think we're seeing... Tamara kind of realized the damage she's done to her own son. And it's, and it's very like, you can tell she's has no idea what to do. She's almost as like upset as him because she's like, how do I help him? How do I get him out of this? Um, and clearly he feels no connection to his family. So he's looking for validation and acceptance elsewhere, which is probably why he's so gung ho about his politics. Yeah. But you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see if he goes to his um, life coach, quote unquote, as Tamara called it. But <laughs> um, we, now we should get to the fashion show. And um, I was dying over Shannon Bador coaching her daughter. And I think typically this sort of moment would be like Vicky showing up to her son's college dorm room and doing keg stands with his classmates like that level of embarrassing yeah but it was so lighthearted and so like I totally got what Shannon was trying to get her kid like she was trying to get her kid to loosen up and it worked and I thought it was so cute I loved it I loved I'm loving fun Shannon since the hot mess express episode and forward I'm like 
I'm convinced. I'm team Shannon. I've always been a bedore whore and you know this. This was literally, I always joke that I'm going to be a momager. Mm-hmm. You know this. Yes. And I was like, this is literally me as a momager. I'm like, you got to pop it. Pop it. Get a little spunk in your walk. And like, it was so cute and so fun. And as much as Adelaide or whatever was. Adeline. Adeline. I, you know, I always get them wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as she, as much as she was hating it, she was kind of loving it. Oh and yeah. she was such a cute moment. And Sophie was really cute in the professionals too. And she's like, if her mom doesn't shut up, if my mom doesn't shut up, I'm going to shut her up for her. Like, and it's so cute seeing Sophie so proud of yes, her. Yes, and cry, she crying for her sister. She was so proud of her. And as soon as she did her first walk, her sister goes, oh, my God, she's so good at this. Yeah, and honestly, she walks better than Delilah Bell. So <laughs> that's book true. her in more campaigns. Than, yeah, uh, I mean, she definitely has promise. That's for sure. I'm impressed. Shannon was like, I on the after show, she said, I have no modeling experience. However... I have watched a lot of America's Next Top Model, and Tyra says you got to be fierce. So that's where it was all coming from. So that literally, could- that is me as a mom. I'm like, I know nothing, but I've watched a lot of reality TV, so I know how it works. Yeah, I and I was dying with a bam. Also, everyone, stop what you're doing now. Pause this podcast. Go to BravoTV.com and watch Shannon Bedore's runway walk in the after show. People, they. <laughs> Did, like they cut it and recut it, so she's just like strutting. It's amazing. Um, we also we love talking about ACS, which is after show content. It's like our new thing. So we are big supporters of the Bravo After Show. So if you guys aren't watching the Bravo After Show, you're only getting half the story. Like <laughs> it's true though. That is so true. It's so true. All the questions that you have in your head are probably answered in the after show. Forget the blogs. The blogs are yesteryear. I've read like three blogs in my entire life, and it's been a waste of every second. But the after show. Who doesn't like to watch the movie version? Exactly. <laughs> Why read when you could just watch it? Why read when you can watch? Or listen to it here. We'll just drop all the after show content and let you guys know what's going down. Um, the, I First of all, walking into this fashion show, Dr. Deb is flanked by um, Bronwyn's two Miami friends, Tokyo and Jesse, and their first line is, ooh, champagne, let's go get some champagne. <laughs> and then the next scene cuts to them chugging their champagne and throwing it back, and I was like... I need a I need Tokyo and Jesse to be the Real Housewives of Miami <laughs> remake. Bring them in back with Adriana and all those crazy girls. That's what I need to see. I was very interested in them, um, even though they had most minor cameo roles. And really, Kathy stole the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, she really stole the show this episode. So, do you want to break down what happens? We in- so we don't even really see him grab the security guard grab Doctor Deb. Yeah, but she's claiming that he aggressively grabbed her arm. Yes, and he's claiming on social media that she called him the N-word. So there's lots of other claims going around. The um, Sean's um, employee, that's all she was listed as, who was helping Rowan with her fashion show, was the person who was standing in between um, Dr. Deb and the security guy trying to break them apart. Mm -hmm. And then... Who, which one was it, Tokyo or Jamie, who came in and goes, it's couture? Um, I think it was, no, it was it was, a, it was like a guy that came in and kept saying the couture. But Tokyo and Jesse were part of like the... The entourage. The entourage, which makes me think that I, I don't think Dr. Deb would say that. Because first of all, I don't think Dr. Deb is that kind of person, just from what, who she is and like kind of like what she preaches and like kind of her personality and plus like... I mean, I think... Dr. Deb crawled out one of the pits of hell. So, like, it's possible. Oh, yeah. You I don't, don't like Dr. I don't Deb. like Dr. Deb. See, I'm a Dr. Deb supporter. No, I but... think Dr. Deb is a horrible narcissist. Um, I mean, her daughter is no longer following her on Instagram. That should tell you oh, something. Oh, really? Yeah, they talked about it on Watch What Happens Live. Oh, my God. I missed that. 
I must have been like cooking we were all my watching foods. it together. Yeah, you were cooking. Um, y- yeah, it was bizarre. And Deb also fully like blew the situation out of proportion. She goes over to Bronwyn and says that woman attacked me, which she did not. She just was rude. She was very rude. And but I but mean, like it's different for someone to be rude and for someone to attack you. And Doctor Deb should know the difference. I mean, if someone had come to me like rude like that after like I was like, I felt like I was assaulted or like manhandled at an event, I'd be like, instead of the, the woman should have come up and if like, she I'm really sorry. felt threatened, she would have been backing away from the man and not like coming Going up on him. You know, she wasn't defensive in her stance I mean, in anything. Her body language wasn't defensive. She kept grabbing him. She was the aggressor in that situation. I mean, but you have you ever been in a situation where someone comes at you and then you aggress back? Like I've been in that situation where like I feel nervous, so I'm I'm a fight rather than flight person. Yeah, but then you don't go away from it and then go, "Oh, poor me. They attacked me." I mean, I would. When they didn't actually attack you. Well, don't do that, Eddie. It's horrible. Well, I don't think, be a doctor, Deb. Well, it was Kathy that she was saying attacked her because Kathy I know, but that's what I'm saying. She didn't her. attack her. When someone says something verbally to you and not verbally threatening you, that's not attacking you. Saying sweetheart is not an attack. It's very condescending. But once again, condescension is not an attack. Okay, we can agree to disagree. A- but attack <laughs> applies implies a certain level of physical assault. I, I don't agree. I think an attack can be verbal. Yeah, but you don't go to someone and say, she attacked me. In, you, you know what I mean? You don't make that pronouncement oh, if I mean, you're just I talking would. about a verbal attack. I mean, I would. A verbal attack is the same to me as a physical attack. She didn't say she friends. called me sweetheart. She attacked me. She said she chased me down. She attacked me. She was so full of shit and her own drama. I mean, And here we have another victim on Bravo. Well, my thing is, is I think Kathy handled the situation completely wrong as someone who's running a fashion show into as someone I agree. who should be I totally a person agree. in position. However, I, okay, when I first watched it, I thought Bronwyn approached her completely wrong. And then I watched it again. And she didn't come at her as aggressively as I originally thought she had. But the woman said, like, okay, was still being rude and still giving out sweethearts, which uh, you're allowed to be rude. Like, people can be rude. That's life. You have to get over it. It's up to you on how you react to it. That doesn't mean you get to... And it's her her granddaughter's fashion show. Like, suck it up. You should be able to suck it up. Bronwyn was able to suck it up. Kelly Dodd, who has almost zero impulse control, was able to suck it up. Kelly Dodd was the one who and actually it's not blew her the granddaughter. situation the most out of, I think, out of the water. Because Kelly Dodd was the one who kept attacking Kathy after the situation. Because Bronwyn goes up to her and is like, you need to apologize to my mom or this is going to blow up into something. Because Bronwyn knows how her mom works. Well, she, she didn't say, or this is going to blow up into something. She said, or this is going to be a bad night. She didn't say her mom was going to do anything. She implied it was going to be her. I mean, and Kelly Dodd was right there with her. And we know well, Kelly, Kelly Dodd, Dodd came up when she saw that they were still fighting. She was like, I'm a ride or die friend and I'm going to have her back. And we saw that they were biking together earlier. Yeah, Their they're clearly bonding. Like BFF. Like they, I mean, they, they're not BFF. Let's be well, real. They're closer There's, than most. They're starting to bond. Like we saw this episode, Bronwyn branching out and forming friendships with Emily and with Kelly. And we saw Kelly like being a friend back and having Bronwyn's back here, which I love to see. I love to see the new girl be accepted by the veterans. Um, I loved, I loved Kathy though. Uh, sorry, I loved Kelly coming up, and when Kathy just kept basically being like very condescending to Bronwyn, to Doctor Deb, to basically everyone, and was acting like she was this queen. And Kelly just comes and starts calling her a dumbass, which I loved. Yeah, I and thought it was so funny. Kelly like really started like setting more fire to the situation. I think Bronwyn and 
Kathy would have been fine because Bronwyn goes away and talks to Sean and is like, I'm going to just not do what I want to do because if I did do what well, I want to do, she doesn't say, I'm not going to do what I'm going to do. She said, um, if I fix it my way, I'm going to end up in jail and was to telling him basically to fix it. Yeah. Because otherwise she was going to be forced to. I, that's not calm. I mean, she wasn't calm. Let's not pretend she was calm. I don't think she looked bad by any means. Like, I totally get it. I get, if someone spoke to me that way, it would unhinge me. I know myself. I would be like I mean, shaking same. in rage. And like, I don't know. I like Kelly Dodd. I wouldn't be able to pull myself back the way Kelly Dodd did after being smacked with a microphone. Like, I would be okay. in jail just like Bronwyn. Let's talk about that because that was bizarre. So this woman is like... She wasn't obviously wasn't trying to hit her with the microphone. She was trying to capture what she was saying on the microphone so she could make her look bad. Which was... She I, kept trying to shove the microphone in their faces while they were talking. Would you, I, would, I don't even understand why this woman would even just be on the microphone. She's like, I can be as loud as I want. I could do... Like, she was childish. Like, this woman yeah. should not be in charge of anything. But, I mean, Kelly Dodd calling you a dumbass. I mean, calling her a dumbass is childish, Well, she was too. being a dumbass. I mean, if... Like, I would have said the same thing. If my friend was being attacked and this woman was literally acting I mean, but like this woman was, was also, like falsely be she did she let's just clarify one time she did not attack this woman being condescending is not a verbal it's not an attack of any kind condescension is not an attack is it rude is it demeaning yes, yes. is it an attack no but i feel like, like someone being rude to you is not an attack but this woman was being very rude to the entire bronwyn windenberg family at that after after she wouldn't hear her side of the story and wasn't listening to what actually happened because it was clearly a miscommunication but at the end of the day they are they are clients. They are participants in the show, and it's to make them happy. Yeah. And if you're if you're not I think doing obviously that, I think Kathy she was. Her job. I think well, I'm gonna guess considering her children go to the same school as Bronwyn. This woman's filthy fucking rich. Yeah. And she didn't think Bronwyn and her her posse were getting a little big for their britches because they are on Real Housewives, and she was like, yeah, that means nothing to me. I don't care. She's just jealous. I think that's, I, I don't even think, I don't think it was jealous. I think it was like disgusted and like you're trash and I'm above you. That's what I got out of it. Oh my God. I and thought Kathy the way was she trash. acted, no, the way she acted was clearly unprofessional. Yeah. I thought I, this woman, I would never, by hire. the end of the episode, I wanted something bad to happen to her so badly. Oh my God. I was like, somebody carry her out. Like get her security. I loved her co-host in blue. That was just trying to be like, I'm just going to run the show do my own thing and their name was like Chloe or something she was great it was so good yeah she what did she say the woman kept going like kept going and she was like defamation hashtag anti-bullying oh you gosh. can even hashtag it right now if you want I and the girl that. comes out and she's like so um should we start the show now yeah, cause she's like, she's like, this young designer has a whole campaign against bullying. She wants her clothes to make non-bullying, and you can do anti-bullying by hashtagging hashtag anti-bullying. And then she just keeps repeating it. And Kelly Dodd is like, this woman is a wacko. This woman was a wacko. Um, absolutely. I would have. I mean, I'm gonna okay, be real. Okay, Doctor Deb's exact words were, "She came after me." She did come after her. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. I'm, that implies someone's literally chasing you. Okay. And 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 once to again, you. being rude. Is not coming after someone. If that implies, uh, like, still not a verbal attack. Being rude is being rude, and it's offensive, but it's not an attack. Oh my and gosh. it's not if someone, being. If some, someone came up to me and was like, and said, like, basically, if I, was if like, someone I in the grocery, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you think you are. That's not what sweetheart. she said. She said she literally says she I don't said know no one knows who you are. We she don't, said, sweetheart, don't I don't know how I'm supposed to know who everyone in your party is. 
Which is so rude. And I would but, be like, she came after which, me. Dr. Deb was also being rude. Who who the hell do you think you are with your freaking Betsy Johnson zombie head? Like, no. I mean, if someone had grabbed me. But she didn't, didn't, she didn't get grabbed. We saw it. Nothing happened. She was we fine. Didn't see it. She was full we of baloney. She needed her camera time and she was full okay. of it. Okay. I think you just, And she I was not attacked. Have, the fact that you, you think someone Dr. being. Con- no, but if anyone, if anyone did that, the fact that you are saying condescending, like that she didn't blow it out of proportion. She blew it out of proportion to say she came after me. If someone she was inciting her daughter, she was trying to rile Bronwyn up. She specifically said it that way so that Bronwyn would be heated in the moment. Bronwyn, I don't, I don't think I, I agree to disagree because I feel like if someone came and did that to me, I would have gone to someone and be like, "This person just came after me. They just attacked me verbally no, because uh, that's, they think I, that would be." I'm just telling you, that's ridiculous. Don't ever do that. That's okay. ridiculous, and well, you would be wrong. So don't ever say that. Okay, well, I, I'll make sure that next time I won't come to you if, I'm, if someone comes after me and verbally attack. Well, if they actually come after you and verbally attack you, sure. But if they're condescending, keep it to yourself because well, you can come and say they're being condescending to me, but that's different than they came after me. Okay, I'll make sure to use my words correctly because clearly I have a different version of what uh, what it feels like to have someone come after you verbally. Um, I uh, let's talk about the fashions, the actual fashions from the runway. I thought she was. I thought it was actually really for someone who was young. For like a sixteen-year-old really girl, good yeah. Job. I mean, was it anything that no one's seen before? No, but. Does Project Runway Junior have anything no one has ever seen before? No. no. So if those are the it. best of the best as far as kids are concerned, yeah, she could hold her own with them. Go, girl. I mean, and let's be real. Like, this is more, it's not like going to be like, I don't think this is going to be like a huge brand, but like in the dance community, like people are yeah, going to Yeah, definitely this. Like, for dance gonna wear. She's going to make good money. Like, and she's f- going to have a career out of this. And also the fact that it does benefit hashtag anti-bullying posted on Instagram now. I think that's also like a great, a great way for her to use her platform. Yeah, I think it's smart, and I think it's really she's taken the hardness of everything that she's been through and has really made it into something beautiful. And I think that's incredible. Where she's celebrating her body, she's celebrating who she is and how she how her body moves and everything after having so much stress about her body and the way that she looked. Yeah, I thought it was a great like one eighty of who she was a year ago, and even her her parents yeah. said that like it's amazing to see this how progress. Much yeah, in just a year, I was wondering what do you think? A lot of people online think that Bronwyn is exploiting her daughter for the show. I don't think so. I think Ro- Rowan is using her mom. Yeah, she's uh, loving it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, she's eating. There's it no up. exploitation going on at all. That's exactly. That yeah, that's exactly what I insane. thought too. I think her daughter was like, "Mom, you have to do this. Like, I want to make this happen." Her mom's like. Obviously, okay. she's already a Housewives fan and wanted to do it herself and was like, oh, yes. Um, and who was tagging along through the entire press series that Bronwyn just had mm-hmm. last weekend with Watch What Happens Live? Rowan. And she was getting her hair and makeup done. She was yeah. on people. She was doing the interviews with her mom. She's not exploiting her daughter yeah, at all. Yeah, exactly. That's Rowan what I think, too. Rowan is using this to her advantage, which I think is... If my mom was on Real Housewives of Orange County, I'd be like, mom... I'm doing this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah. And I you want better get me time. some camera time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to be verbally attacked on camera. I want someone to be condescending. <laughs> you, I want and someone to come after me. me. Um, did you, okay when they're in the SUV at the end of the night and she's lose, freaking out? Yeah. Was it just me or did she seem hammered? Like I oh. think she was drunk, and that's I, the only reason she got like that. I think everyone was drunk because if you if you don't remember, they they did the first show, then had cocktails, and then were doing the second oh. show. But they were also drinking before there was a cocktail yeah. hour. The first shows, then everyone was drinking while they moved up to the third floor to get things ready, and then there was more like a mm-hmm. cocktail hour up there, and then the third show started. Every single person was hammered except for Kathy. 
and Chloe. <laughs> that's why, because her patience was just so low. She was like, I cannot handle these drunk people. I think that's what also blew it out of proportion. But I loved Kelly Dodd just being like full on. And then I was so proud of her for I, not she looked great. beating. A, yeah, I kept seeing her from the back. And not recognizing her and being like, that whoever that person is, is gorgeous. Like, their dress is gorgeous. Their hair is gorgeous. And then she turns around like, it's Kelly Dodd. Of Kelly course Dodd. it's Kelly Dodd. Our girl. Our girl. Have you seen people have been saying, Dodd bless America? No, but I think that's amazing. <laughs> One nation under Dodd. One nation under Dodd for real. Yeah, right? I love it. If it ain't Kelly, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> um, we also saw Emily and Bronwyn riding horses and talking about their... Both of them saying basically like they only chose their husbands because they were good fathers. <coughs> Dolly. Hey, hey, hey. Stop it. She was barking at Shane. No, <laughs> I'm gonna get that she says we don't mention Shane's name in this house. So they basically both said that they chose their husbands the main reason is because they're they would be great fathers which i thought was really interesting yeah and for emily especially it explains a lot it explains so much why she's sticking yeah. it out for bronwyn and her attraction to women i thought that explained that also that that's she wasn't choosing her husband based on attraction being the number one thing it was based on who was going to be a great father to her future children and they both didn't have the best childhood mm -hmm. so they want to be able to experience that through their children so i think that's why they both are so, so about their, you know, their husbands, their men. Yeah. Speaking of relationships, <laughs> um, we need to talk about Gina. So she comes into the fashion show with dyed hair, which, first of all, I loved how they were like, if you change your hair when something's going wrong with the relationship, is it a cry for help? There's all these memes online. It's like, if you see a gay with blonde hair yeah. like that is originally brunette, they're going through something. Yeah. Same thing with Gina. Yeah. And her hairstylist, who did her so dirty, after she does it, it's like, ooh, Khaleesi vibes. Was like clapping was like, and jumping, like overly excited to be no, like, you should be it's happy like, that looks, this. you're trying to sell this too hard. It looks horrible. I felt bad for her. It was and insane. then when you see her in the, in the interviews and she looks like even more horrible than she has in the last couple interviews where like that like once again clearly going through something took out the extensions looks like it ripped a lot of the hair out with it and like the bleaching did not like her hair did not survive the bleach and that's part of why she's looking so wrecked in these confessionals Done, right? it's so sad people online were like what is wrong with her why like why is she doing her makeup so badly or why isn't she getting her makeup done and all these people get their makeup done by the same people like the people who do the watch what ha happens live makeup do the makeup for all the confessionals also. Yeah. so they have the same she has a, the, yeah the exact same makeup artist as every other woman and she just looks that horrible like that woman is going through something i would be so interested to see like the timeline of when that that specific confessional was filmed. Um, we also need to talk about the revelation she has at the end or that we see at the end of this episode, yes. which is what's happening with Matt. So this whole time she's talking about whether or not she wants to get back with Matt. Like he's, you know, he's trying, he's not trying. There's different ways he's trying to, you know, she doesn't know how she feels. You know, she still loves him. She wants to maybe do what's right for her family. He's trying to work on it. Well, she makes it seem like she really like doesn't want to get back with him but it's just like flattering to her and she finally feels like he left her for another woman so she finally feels wanted by him and I think that's a good feeling and it's yeah this is, was so dark to me and like this and it was she's lighthearted and happy about it almost but knowing what happens next is so dark and sad and I thought it was a really 
like a window into domestic abuse and the psychology behind it. And oh, so sad. So we do see, we do know that she's going to file a domestic abuse report against him in probably towards the end of the season. Mm -hmm. But she tells Tamara that, um, she, uh, was at home and forgot to lock the front door and Matt was just waiting for her uh, in her room at 1 a.m. in the morning in an unlocked house, which is terrifying. Unreal. And Tamara's face was like, Tamara got how terrifying it was. Gina didn't get how terrifying it was. That's how indoctrinated into this she is. Situation, she didn't yeah. understand how scary and dangerous that was. And also the pattern of calling her a million times and then not like her not answering and calling her from a different number after she blocked him and then showing up. That's scary. That's it's like a scary pattern. A of lot behavior. is going on. Yeah. And it, it's not, it's not fun to see. Um, I'm really worried about Gina. It'll be an interesting second half of the season or we're like, I mean, not, I wouldn't even say second half of the season, but the next few episodes look crazy. We get Vicky and the Marie Antoinette where, Oh my gosh, I cannot um, wait for that. Gina as Willy Wonka screaming at Bronwyn. Who's crying and giving pinkies up. I just can't wait. It looks epic. And there's more on the Gina and Matt relationship. She hooks up with him. So I can't wait to hear like that whole situation as dark as it is. So fascinating to Um, me. Can't wait to see more. This season of OC is absolutely killing it. I've been enjoying it so much. And this episode was no different. So if you guys want to make sure you don't miss a single one of our rest of our Hot and Bravo episodes with little Dolly barking in the background, (laughs) make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you guys want to follow us on um, social media, we're on Instagram and Twitter by searching at Hot and Bravo. That's at H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. Kelsey, can you tell me where people can find you or not? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Just verbally attack her by being condescending <laughs> and she'll pop right Yeah, people up. might verbally attack me if I give out my say, information. S- say sweetheart three times <laughs> into the mirror and she'll pop and be like, this is not a verbal attack. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm searching at Eddie underscore Estrada. We will see you guys next time. <laughs>